This is Spilled Ink. Um, I don't know, man. I've just always had a big set of balls on me. I, I just up and decided to go to fucking Texas. And then I just up and decided to go to Maryland. I really, there's no other explanation for it. If, if I get an opportunity and it seems bigger than the one I have now, I'll take it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Spilled Ink. I'm here with Jake Carmel, and he's from Northeast Maryland. He's been tattooing professionally for eight years. Thanks for joining us, Jake. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. I'm actually very excited to have you on the show today because you are the unofficial TikTok tattoo guy. Because this is such a new media that's popping out today. If you could let our listeners know how it is you got into tattooing and then how that developed into where you are now. Uh, I was really young when I first like kind of got interested in tattooing. It was like fresh out of high school. You know, I always used to hang out at the local tattoo shops and, you know, made friends with a lot of the tattooers and <laughs> hearing some of their stories and just how happy they were with, you know, what they were doing with their lives. It just really inspired me to take my art to the next level. <clears throat> I moved to Texas from Ohio to get an apprenticeship because the area I was in, there just wasn't much available. They weren't really taking anybody and, you know, I just, I wasn't going to take no for an answer. So I found a shop 1500 miles away with a guy there said he would help teach me. And I moved out there and learned under him for two years. Wow. And then, you know, within about a year and a half, he kind of let me out and we, you know, kind of let me start tattooing on my own. And eventually we went our own separate ways and I ended up moving to Maryland cause I had a friend here with a job opportunity. When I moved to Maryland, I was, um, I was on another app called Vine. I don't know if you remember Vine. Of course. Um, but I only got about a month with it. I got on for about a month and they shut it down. I've always been into like making content, not necessarily for any purpose, just for myself mainly because I think things are funny and I like to have a memory of it. So, I mean, we were already kind of making videos before, just not for any purpose. Right. And um, I was drawing one night. I was sitting downstairs in the basement, my little work area, and a TikTok compilation comes up and I was like, wow, this is, this is basically the same thing. You know, I think I'm going to, I'm going to give this a shot. And, um, the first, the first few months were slow. You know, I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. I wasn't actually doing tattoo content at the time. I kind of wanted to stay away from that to be honest, because I kind of felt like it was kind of an easy shot. Mm -hmm. So I, I started out doing other content, just random SNL type stuff. And, you know, I, I got my feet a little wet and eventually I was like, you know what? I have this idea to start making tattoo content. I think it'd be really funny to kind of make skits where, you know, it shows different people, different clients, different scenarios, different stories of things that I've been through, you know, over right. eight years of tattooing. I have so many stories and things happen. So I had all these stories and nothing to do with them. So <laughs> it kind of hit me that maybe I should start making videos about these stories or at least, you know, based on the stories and things that have happened. And, and a lot of it, you know, if you watch, it happens in pretty much every tattoo shop across America. Yes. That's why I love your content. You know, like <laughs> pretty much any tattoo artist that goes to my page, the first thing they say is, why is this so relatable? <laughs> It's true, man. Your channel is actually why I made this podcast. It's very similar because I want people to get the artist's perspective of the client, you know, which will help the client understand the process better to make it easier for the artist almost in a funny way. Exactly. And, and the way I kind of saw it, the more it became a thing, the more like the growth came. I felt like I was actually really informing some of these young kids who are going to become clients. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like some of them that might not know these things, they might not understand how it works, but might be interested in getting tattooed in the future. So to me, it seemed like an opportunity to educate a bunch of unknowing people that are going to become the clients for us in the near future. Exactly. And I felt like that's very important. I feel like what I'm doing is more than just getting a laugh. You know, it kind of started to become very clear that, you know, even though I was just kind of doing it for fun, it, it became a little bit something more. So as the time went on, it was like, well, I, I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this makes sense. And then I would say five, four or five months into TikTok, TikTok contacted me and set me up with a manager to uh, help my growth on the app. Nice. And they got me verified and have been sending me to all kinds of opportunities, like going to football games, concerts, meeting up with famous people, that type of thing. I saw you recently at the Jet game. It's crazy, man. Like, um, I'm not going to lie. TikTok has completely changed my life. Very cool. Very cool. And, and like I said, it's, it's, such a, it's such a new media that people really don't fully understand it yet. But it's going to age up eventually once everyone starts getting in. But right now, it's very young. Yeah, and I see a lot of tattooers on there now, but they, they are all doing the same thing. They're all posting their work. The problem with posting your work on TikTok is nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can cuss or anything. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. No, nobody <laughs> seems to give a shit. They don't care how good you are. They want to see if you're funny. Right. And the reason why I went on TikTok is because I already have an Instagram. I got to be so professional on there. I can't be stupid on there. I can't be an idiot or like say things that aren't professional in a manner. Mm-hmm. TikTok was a way to be, you know, kind of a goofball. Yeah, I Get agree. Some of those like <laughs> random things out that I feel or like think are funny. Your videos are hilarious. Do you have a favorite one, by the way? <laughs> a favorite one? Probably when the client, when I had the client ask for something to knock him out. If I or jokingly said, like, man, if only I had something to knock me out, and then I, I sucker punch him. <laughs> I think that's probably my favorite one. Is it hard uh, for you guys to make the content? or I mean, I know you guys are just like hanging out at the shop. You have some downtime. It's kind of like uh, I have a whole notebook in my phone. <laughs> Anywhere I go, if I have an idea pop up or if I'm in the shop and something happens, I just I write it down. I write that idea down and then when it comes to film day, I usually film Sunday, Monday. So that way I'm not doing it during shop hours, right? Like my shop hours. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> I'll write out a script. I have a pretty, pretty basic setup, you know, six frames, about two seconds per frame. Right. Um, so three dialogues per person, give or take, you know, sometimes I'll extend it to seven or eight, but I keep it a pretty basic setup. So that way, you know, people can read all the way through, um, get the gist of the video and, and, and possibly play it back if it's not too long. Very cool. And now are your buddies, uh, the guys who work at the shop with you, the guys who are in the videos? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're all kind of like in it together. I always think it, it's, it's fun, like getting the creative process behind the actual content. It's funny because like, you almost have to get over that. Um, like the phone will kind of hold you back. Like it, it, you can be so funny and then as soon as the phone comes out, it's like people, people shell up. Yeah. Exactly. You know, they, they don't know how to be funny anymore. They, it's not organic anymore. And I think that's the biggest hump that everybody tries to get over on TikTok is, you know, you got to get over that fear of the camera being out. Like, you just got to be yourself. You got to make the content that makes you happy. Or, you know, people spend too much time trying to make the stuff that someone else has already made that they lose track of themselves and they lose focus on making, making you know, videos that express them. Well, I think you have a doubt, man. Like you said, your content's so relatable. It's almost refreshing because you always wonder like, do other people 
realize that this is happening or, you know? I think for me, I'm still kind of like, like I'm not a social media guy at all. Like this is all super new to me. Um, I'm kind of learning with TikTok. Like I have Instagram, I post my work, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm real hard on myself. A lot of the time with my work, a lot of the time I don't want to post my work because I just feel like I could have done better. Or, you know, I'm, I'm a biggest, I'm my biggest critic. I don't really care so much about what anybody else thinks. I care more about what I think. Of course. With the videos, it's nice because the TikTok fame, whatever you want to call it, I don't have time to sit and think about it in my day. You know, like I don't have time to sit and think about what I'm actually doing. Right. Like every once in a while I will, and I'll stand back and I'll appreciate the big picture and, and you know, kind of, because it's weird, man. It's weird because I I feel like after it was like overnight, all of a sudden it was like this weird fame hit, and you know I can't go anywhere. People are stopping you, taking pictures, and <laughs> it, it's 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 a lot, man. It's it's crazy, and to go from like I said, just kind of a nobody tattooer to to the TikTok tattoo guy overnight, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really expecting it. I, I didn't really expect it at all. It was kind of more just like, oh, I want to have some fun, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. How is that for you? How's that like transition? Um, I'd say I'm still kind of in denial. If we're if, if we're going to talk honest here, I, I'd say I'm still in denial about it. Like I try to tell myself, like, oh, it's not real. Like, if, if you're only famous to people on TikTok, like, it, it it doesn't really matter in the long run. So, like, I kind of like I'll, I'll beat it down. I don't like sit there and try to like build it up like it's this thing, mm-hmm. you know. But then you know things happen where you know people come into the shop and and they they tell you how far they came just to see you and how much they love what you're doing. And, you know, people saying that you've changed their lives with their videos and that they've been through dark times and you've, you've, you've been the light for them. Like there, there, there's so much that has happened, like all the fan mail. That's so cool. All the people telling me how they feel about us. Like it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to try to like process along with having a tattoo career. Right. That's so cool though. I mean, I think it's just getting even bigger. I think so too. And I think, I think I, I, I want to keep kind of being in denial about it. So that way, you know, I just don't want to ever lose my head. Right. Cause there's a lot of these users on here and I think it's, they're a good example of what not to do. You know, they get this fame and you know, they kind of lose it and they treat their fans like trash. They, mm-hmm. you know, start posting trash contacts. They just don't care anymore because they already got what they wanted. You know, it's kind of like tattooing, you know, as soon as sometimes when those tattooers get big, yeah, they're good, but they lose their, they lose their head and they lose who they were and the money gets to them and the the fame and, and everybody telling you that you're cool and, you know, they, they become an asshole, you know, it's yeah. happened to many tattooers. I've seen it happen to many people, you know, just period, but tattooers in general, because I feel like we're put on a pedestal sometimes because of what we do. So you know, people will look at you a different way than they will just as somebody who works at fucking Walmart. Of course. You know, they'll treat you differently. Uh, it's, it's the same concept, you know, when you're a content creator and a popular one, people treat you a certain type of way. And I think that's why I'm kind of like, I like to stay away from it. That's cool, man. Yeah, there's a lot of ego in this business. I just like to post and go. You know, I like <laughs> post my video and I, and I try not to read the comments. I try not to look at like my analytics. I try not to look at like, my followers, I try not to look at any of that stuff because, you know, it's just, it's just going to kind of twist your head all up. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep your head down and keep doing what you're doing. That's, that's really what it is. Yeah. Just stay humble about it. Just like tattooing, know my place. You know, I'm not out here trying to say I'm the best in the world at anything. I'm just here to have a good time and grow just like anybody else. Absolutely. We'll transition into tattooing a little bit from here, but obviously you have stories galore that you post about. Do you have one in particular that you usually tell 
Not to a client, <laughs> but like to other tattooers. That's your most outrageous. I always tell uh, the one that's probably like the worst client that I've ever had. Let's hear it. It's funny because I've actually never touched this topic on TikTok. So I had this this lady who she was referred to me by a mutual friend. Not like a really good friend, but a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And um, my first my first meeting ever, she was kind of like, um, she was just very bold. She was very out there. She was very like not afraid to say like she didn't have a filter. Okay. So right off the bat, I could kind of I could kind of tell that this was going to be a good idea. But her her tattoo idea was tight, and I was really excited to do it. The lion was like a lion head with a bunch of flowers. I okay. Mean, I, I was I was instantly hooked on the idea because it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I honestly probably shouldn't have taken the tattoo <laughs> because she just wanted to control every single aspect. Which, I mean, we get that a lot in tattooing, but not to this extent to where just every single thing was in her control. Um, and she had no art background. She had no, really no understanding of what was going on. So trying to level with her was just, it was a pain in the ass. It took weeks until after the appointment. So her appointment was booked. She showed up on the day, saw the drawing, and then wanted to change everything. So I said, fine. So it took us weeks to actually get the drawing to where she wanted. Wow. So we get there, we get the stencil on, everything's great. Right before we start, she video chats some lady. And this lady's like on the, the phone looking at an upside-down version of this lion, and apparently it's her best friend. She goes, I just don't like it. And I, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck, I don't even know what to say at this point. I'm just like so over it. So she's like talking back and forth with her, like I'm not sitting there, and they're both like, yeah, you know what, it just doesn't look right. And, I, and all I want to say is like, you guys are looking at this upside down. You know, like both <laughs> of you are looking at this upside down. Me and her have looked at this design for weeks right side up. I don't know where this is coming from. Right. Well, finally, you know, I, I get her off the phone and I tell her, look, let's just scratch it. Let's wait a week. We'll come back. And if, you know, if you if you want to get it, you want to get it. Well, finally, she comes back a week later. We start the tattoo. She's happy with it. And then she calls a friend. Everything's going great. She calls a friend. Her friend's sitting there saying, it's too dark. It's too dark. I hadn't even gone in with any dark anything really yet. Okay. I was just lightly starting to kind of you know, pluck away. Okay. So I'm frustrated at this point. I'm like, oh my God, I just, I, I can't, I can't handle this anymore. Like this is just way too much. So I, I tell her, look, I'm, I'm going to need you to put the phone down <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, like basically either ask you to do that or I'm, I'm going to stop doing the tattoo. Well, she was confused as to why I was asking her to put the phone down. Mm-hmm. So after 25, 30 minutes of explaining it, she finally puts the phone down. We finished the tattoo. Well, <laughs> she comes back and she's super happy with the tattoo, super happy with it. But I had to calmly ask her, look, I was like, look, I did not enjoy your tattoo. I didn't have fun doing your tattoo. I don't think that we're a good fit. I said, I think you're an okay person. I don't dislike you, but I just can't work on you because if it's not fun for me, I shouldn't be doing it. Fair enough. Right. And, you know, she was very confused. She had no idea what I was talking about. But finally, she's like, okay, I understand. Yada, yada. So she leaves. A week later, she calls me and says, hey, so I have my next tattoo idea. <laughs> I, I, I literally am shocked. Like, I've never, I've never experienced anybody who just didn't understand. <laughs> so what did you say when she came in the second time? 
she didn't come in the second time. I told her, I, like when she texted me for her new idea, I just, I was like, Hey, I don't, I don't want a tattoo. <laughs> like I, I hate that that sounds so brash, but I mean, like I said, it's, it's not worth doing if you're not enjoying doing it. And when you get somebody that's that difficult and I'm sure anybody in any job can relate, but the difference, the difference between our job and theirs is I can tell somebody no. And, and here's the thing is I gave her a shot. I knew at the beginning she was going to be kind of a handful, but I really liked her tattoo idea and it did come out great. And realistically, I'm still happy that I did the tattoo, but it sucks that it had to be that way. Mm. What sucked even more is that she had other tattoos, but none of them were professional. Really? Yeah. So I don't, where, where, I, where she came up with this controlling aspect, the only thing that I could fathom was that she had no control over any of these tattoos. So when she finally was going to a professional and was paying big money for a tattoo, she wanted to have touch in everything. Yeah, it's almost like a, a bad boyfriend. Exactly. But I haven't seen her since. And that's always my go-to one because I just feel like my level of frustration, and I'm very patient. I can usually work with most people, even if they give me a hard time. I can usually work with most people. I'll scratch a complete drawing and redraw it right in front of like, I'm not like I'm pretty easy to work with. But that woman will forever haunt my tattoo nightmares. <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned that because I've just had something recently like that that happened to me where I had a whole design ready. It was this nice little thing that would fit well on this girl's neck. And she's on the phone with her friend sending her pictures. And then she's like, oh, could we tweet this? And she's telling me what her friend is telling her about the tattoo. Yeah. And I'm like, your friend's not even here and you're getting the tattoo. Yeah. Just work with me. And then I ended up changing everything she wanted and then she didn't want, she wanted to scrap the whole thing and we ended up doing something else. And you know what's crazy? People don't believe those are real, those stories. Yeah. People don't believe, and, and even, even the ones on TikTok, they don't believe that that stuff happened. It's so hard to explain to somebody like that, but they're like, oh, people like that don't exist. And like, no, they do. They do. Yeah. 99 out of 100 is perfect. But that one person will get you. Oh yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing is there's gotta be a balance. And I say this too. I don't expect every client to be amazing and let me do exactly what I want to do. And yeah, I, I know I get that. Mm-hmm. I've been in this industry for, you know, not a super, super long time, but long enough to know sometimes you got to bite your tongue. Sometimes you got to do something that, you know, you might not be particularly excited about, but at the end of the day, we are lucky to do this job. We are blessed to have the freedoms that we do. We can do a lot of things and we, we, we're very free in our art and in our daily expression to wake up and smile every day where there are people who go to work and hate every aspect of their job. So to complain about it for me, you know, it's kind of hard to want to do. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of like how the TikToks come out because a bad experience is more funny than a good one. Absolutely. And it's all about the stories too. I mean, I could have a bad day, but I tell that story to anyone who'll listen. Yep. And I think it's funny too. <laughs> it is funny. I mean, here's the thing is I can almost remember going into a tattoo shop and getting my first tattoo and the nerves and like these big tattoo guys and they all know everything. It's like a nerve wracking thing. So like there are times where I can stand back and like, you know, I can remember like, Man, like I was that nervous client too. So sometimes you get almost like remember that too. So you don't, you know, you don't hold it against them because, you know, we, we all, we all have that sight at our first tattoo. Of course. You know, a tattoo shop is a different perspective when you're working in one as opposed to 
you know, getting a tattoo in one. Right. Yeah, I always say this too. We are so close to it that we forget what it is like to walk in and not know anybody or not know a design and like putting complete trust in something that's pretty permanent. Yeah. And, and and because it's so like it's so everyday to us, you know, we forget like their experience is like a huge deal to them, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh I think that's why we have a lot of tattooers who just kind of like don't give a fuck. They're just kind of like putting it on and go, put it on and go like Yep. You know, you make a lot of money doing that, but it's the experience, man, like getting to know somebody like the one thing I can say about tattooing for me that has been the best is my clients. The ones that I have been so lucky to meet, I feel like I'm the lucky one. They're not the lucky ones. You know, they treat me so well. Right. And it's like, I wouldn't give that up for the world. You know, like of course. we have such a good time and, and it's, it's, it's almost like we're not working. Like we're in this, we're in this because we have a separate booth that are like closed off. Like we have our own old TVs and stuff. So it like feels like I'm at home, you know, like right. feels like I'm just sitting there painting and someone's sitting there watching me paint. And we just, we talk about it and we have a good time and we joke around and we laugh. And we watch movies. That's the best. There's a vibe. There's, there's, there's just, it's a special moment. And you call that work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not really work, you know, it's really just, just being free every day and it's, it's a lifestyle and some people understand it. Some people don't, some people have it and take it, you know, take advantage of it. And some people, you know, try to wake up every day and appreciate that. Exactly. So do you still take walk-ins at this point in, in your career? Yeah. You know what? Um, I do. And I have a wacky system with it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you really just got to catch me at the right moment. Okay. Just like if my client's not there yet or like they had to push back an hour or if they just didn't show up, like it just has to like, has to align that way. You know, I stay, I, I stay pretty decently booked up during the year, you know, about two months in advance, but I don't really like to book too, too far just in case like something, you know, emergency happens. I might have to like go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You never know. You just never know. And I would, I like, I don't want to break someone's heart. Yeah. And tell them like, oh, I have to cancel your appointment. So usually like I'll book two months out and then like once I'm like halfway through the first month or about the end of the first month, I'll book the next month. You know, I'll start booking yeah. March, you know. And that makes sense. At the end of February, I'll start booking book April. That makes sense. I don't know how these guys book like two years in advance. I can't. No, I'm just, I don't, I, it, I mean. Like shit happens. <laughs> it would be nice. Like don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to say it wouldn't be nice to look at your book and be like, damn, two years? Like, I'm going to be tattooing these motherfuckers too straight. But at the same time, like two months is pretty good for me. Like, and then I can sneak some people in here and there. And I literally live right next to the shop. Oh, nice. So I can just literally like, I could be there in two seconds. Is there any type of tattoo that you see in your area most often from walk-ins? Uh, here it's an Italian neighborhood. So I get a lot of religious pieces walking in. You know... The area that we're in is <laughs> is such a strange area because it's a little bit of everything. Like I feel like every day I'm doing something different. Like yeah. I, I, I don't know. Because you don't you see more in our shop walking in for like pieces of art. You know we don't see too too much of like the, like a lot of religious stuff. Yeah. Um. We got one guy who does the religious stuff, but like he's had the clientele for it. So it's, right. I don't know. We're just in such a weird spot. We're not like in a big city. We're like in kind of a small town. Yeah. Northeast Maryland. <laughs> and there aren't many, there aren't many good shops around. Like there, there are some big hitters, like, you know, maybe within an hour. You're in a sweet spot then. You got a nice setup. I think it's a really good spot because it's not watered down. 
I actually wanted to circle back to that because you said you're originally from Ohio. Yeah. How did you make that move so young? I feel like me even traveling now is like such a, I'm, I'm 30. I feel like traveling now is tough. Um, I don't know, man. I've just always had a big set of balls on me. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like I just up and decided to go to fucking Texas. I don't. And then I just up and decided to go to Maryland. I really, there's no other explanation for it. <laughs> really like, I don't know. Like I, if, if I get an opportunity and it seems bigger than the one I have now, I'll take it. You know, I got one life, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you took the risk. Look where it got you. You, you starting to blow up on the ground floor or something that I think is going to be huge. And I, I, yeah, like I said, I, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. It, it feels strange. It, 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 and here's the thing is, I don't know how other tattooers in my community think about it because it's kind of a silly thing. Like you'll always get those old school guys who'll like start shitting on it because you know it wasn't around when they were around, and it's almost like a quote unquote cop out, which I don't believe. Like everything's always changing, everything's always evolving. You know, evolve or die. That's pretty much it. And your work will speak for itself. I feel like eventually someone was gonna do it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm a fucking goofy dude, and I just it made sense. It all made sense. I love tattooing. I like making videos, so that's what I do. Is there one that you remember in particular that was like your most challenging? Most challenging video or most challenging tattoo? Both. My most challenging tattoo, man. Oh my god, I did this. Uh, have you ever seen Prometheus? No. Okay. Well, they have. It's basically like. Um, another worldly theory like they that you know engineers created us and they structured our DNA otherwise okay they have uh, what are called engineers well I did a portrait of one and their skin is completely white damn I was just sweating that entire <laughs> tattoo I, I have it on my Instagram it's a healed version of it because the, the the first version like I went a little dark but it healed fantastic like okay um, so I posted the heel version, but I'll, I'll tell you what, man, like I have never doubted myself more, questioned myself more, sweated that much <laughs> in one entire tattoo. <laughs> Was that your first crack at a portrait? Yes and no. Like I, I can do like horror portraits. Like I've done like black and gray realism type stuff. Like I've done like a couple color realism portraits. Like I did Beetlejuice. It wasn't like amazing. Like it wasn't fucking top tier, but I mean like. I feel like it did well for like the first time going at it, but it was not like my first crack, mm -hmm. but for a, uh, an image, one that was very near and dear to me, it's from one of my favorite movies and to the fact that their skin is like pale white. So like to get that look that uh, like of how they actually look in the movie was very difficult. And uh, I held myself to a real high standard on it because I'm such a big fan of the movie because I know how they look, you know, um, that, you know, that tattoo really humbled me because I, I remembered like, hey man, like even if you're scared of something, like it's always good to step out of your boundaries, but you always got to remember not to take it too far. Of course. You know, tattooing is such a funny thing. Like you could have it one day and then not have it. You, you could, you know, take, you could take bite off more than you could chew. That's true. I got to check out that, that post now on Instagram. I want to see what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 I think it was good that I posted the healed version because the healed tattoo tells a way different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get um, some you know, clients that are like, oh, this is way too dark, but like you get them back for the next session, you're like, oh, it healed beautiful. Yeah, like I'll send you the the, the first one. Like you, you'll be surprised how dark it looked and then what it healed up like. Uh, I I'd actually just switched up my black and gray ink. I wish I could remember the guy's name. His name is Ralph and it starts with an N, but he does amazing portraits and he has this set. And I bought the set and I'll tell you what, it changed my tattooing. 
black and gray one. Really? Yeah, it, it changed everything for me. Yeah, send that over to me too. I'd like to try it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you that to uh, to the message and, and the, the ink I used to because, man, they, that, shit, that shit blows my mind. I've never, it was almost like cheating. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, but if you look at this guy's portraits, they are, I mean, they, it does, just seems like it's printed. Like, like a photo. It's so perfect. And there's no editing. Like his, his photos are, you know, they're solid. I love those. And you like those, you see the smooth blends that are just like, how the so fuck perfect. did this guy do and, this? And it, it makes me feel stupid, to be honest. With you. Like sometimes when I look at, <laughs> sometimes when I look at tattoos like that, I'm like, do I even know what the fuck I'm doing? Like I've been doing eight years. Do I even know what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's so true though. Because I was always told, you don't compare yourself to people below you and make yourself feel good. You compare yourself to the best and that's where you'll see where you're at. Exactly. The second you start thinking that you're the shit and that you're the best, like you're gonna lose it. And now, yeah, now you got all these guys on Instagram to compare to, and you're like, "Fuck, you, you can't. You just gotta go do it and move on." Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, like, and like I've been to conventions and I met a lot of them. Like I did the convention circuit for a little bit and made a lot of friends. And like, I'm just a homebody, man. I like being at my shop, chilling, making making caddies. Like the convention is cool. Like I'll be doing the convention this year, one because of TikTok, and two because you know I think that. The booth will be twice as busy now than it's ever been. <laughs> yeah. Because the first couple, you, you're pretty much, you're losing money on the convention. Yeah. And like like I said, we're going to do like a whole TikTok booth. Like I think, honestly, our booth is going to be popping. I think we're going to be fucking slamming it out. I think a lot of people from TikTok will be there and be wanting to get tattooed by us. I agree. Which one are you heading to? I think Baltimore is the best bet. Are you going to come to New York in the summer? The Empire State? Uh, you know, dude, I, w- I would actually like that. I- I've-, I've been talking about it for a minute. I got a few friends that are also uh, tattooers from TikTok up in New York. Like, I've got a lot of shit, man. I don't even know. Like, there's so much shit that's going to happen this year. Like, I'm going to be in L.A. soon. Like, I'm not even fucking sure when, but I got to go to L.A. and go to the TikTok <laughs> headquarters. I got to go to a couple different shops out there to find guest spots for when I go out there. I'd love to come to New York. I was, I was just there for the Jets game, but that's not right. even in New York. <laughs> Yeah, it's in Jersey. But yeah, let me know. I'm trying to make my way over there too. Like you said, you're my first uh, interview 2020, so it could only go up from here. Hell yeah, man. I'm glad to be your first interview. And uh, sorry about <laughs> the like scheduling mix-up. Like I said, with, with running tattoos and live streams and trying to answer back fans, like you know, my phone just, like I turn all my notifications off at this point. Like I understand the life, bro. I understand the life. It's just all booking all the time. <laughs> Yep, and, and just gone, and, and, and honestly, man, I don't party, I don't go out, I don't do anything, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hermit, like, really, like, <laughs> I live right next to the shop, like, it's very rare to catch me out, like, honestly, without TikTok, I probably wouldn't go out at all, like, the fact that they're sending me out to do this shit, honestly, is, like, a big sign to me, like, hey, man, go experience the world, like, all you do is work. They send you a manager, and then the manager's like, okay, you go here, go here. So, <clears throat> my manager hit me up and said that they were doing a promotion with the NFL mm-hmm. and that it was a possibility to get me there. I honestly was like, eh, the way I look, I'm uh, like, I figured, you know, they're not going to want the guy with tattoos on their face to, to be out there, you know, on the field and shit. Right. So I just pushed it off. I didn't even, like, I half read the email and didn't think about it. He called me, well, you know, he texted me and said, hey man, they picked you, like they specifically want you to come. And this was a day before the event. Wow. So I'm like, oh shit. Well, like if they ask for me specifically, like I feel like an asshole if I don't go. <laughs> okay. You know, like the NFL was like, hey, we want you to come enjoy the game and make a video. Like, okay, like when the fuck is the NFL ever going to contact anybody and say that? Yeah. 
So, uh, so we went and man, it was, uh, it was amazing. It was, it was fantastic. They treated us like fucking movie stars. There were movie stars in the box. There was fucking, there was all kinds of celebrities just walking around and we got fucking free food and free drinks, which I didn't drink, but I ate all the free hot dogs I could eat. <laughs> That's awesome. And you're just like, yeah, what? I'm just being a clown on social media. Yeah. They sent me to, uh, I don't know if you know who Young Blood is. I didn't really know who he was when they sent me, but he's a big musician, been all over MTV and is huge. They sent us there to meet, meet up with him and make videos. And That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Been wild. Everyone has told you like, oh yeah, you being goofy is not going to lead to anything. Look where you are now. Well, do you guys think they laughed at Instagram? They laughed at Facebook? I mean, eventually it, it's kind of going to be the next thing. Of course. I don't know if you follow Gary V or those motivational speakers. Oh, yeah. No, I follow Gary. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a huge TikTok advocate. Yeah, no, he, sees, he sees the potential. Yeah. And I feel like we started at such a, a perfect time, too, because it was like the first six months after Music Week kind of turned over. So, like, there was still like this transition period where nobody really knew what the fuck was going on or what to post. Like, people were just mostly posting like lip syncs and dances. And so, like, the tattoo stuff stood out so much because it was just anything else, anybody else, you know, was posted. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's about that time where Instagram, I think, is tailing off. Yeah, I, I definitely noticed that a lot. What was your most difficult video to make so far? I made one about when I went into a shop in Ohio and they basically told me that my art wasn't good enough, that I would never tattoo professionally and I needed to get the fuck out. Oh, shit. And, um, you know, when I thought about making the video, I didn't really think it would like hit me hard. Mm -hmm. But like uh, standing there making it, and then sh like showing the end where I'm tattooing and just having a great time, like watching the video afterwards, like it, it hit me real hard, man. Like it, it was just, you know, to see something from the outside, you know, to see that I was told that it would I would never make it, and to to not listen to any of that, and to to take it in stride, like. To see me actually push through it and to move across the country to, to prove somebody wrong, it, it really hit me hard, you know, like like my dedication to this, you know, right. like, because like I said, you don't think about those little things. You don't put in perspective every day you go to work, but what it really means, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, making that video was really hard just because it meant so much. Um, and I don't think people really understood how much that video really meant because of how real it really was. Right. You know, people, you know, they, they just kind of see the video and they don't really read between the lines of everything. So that was probably my hardest one to make just to get that emotion out there of what, you know, it's, like, it's not a joke. Like it, it is rough out there and people are cutthroat in our industry. That's not like any other industry there is out there. People, you know, <laughs> tattooers are gnarly, man. Like, you gotta have, uh, you gotta have balls. You gotta have the grit. You gotta have the the drive. Because, like you said, there's always a next best person that you gotta contend with. So you gotta just keep pushing it. I think, I think for me, leaving and going and and taking that chance was like, if I could move to a place where I didn't know anybody or anything or have any connections to 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 save my ass, and I can make it happen, then this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And you're doing it well. And you're doing it fucking really well. Good for you, bro. Good for you. Just tattooing, man. Like it, and it saved my life because I was, you know, I used to get in trouble and shit, man. I used to fuck around. So, like, tattooing really, like, saved my life. 
Like I, I feel like without it, I I don't I really couldn't tell you where I'd be. That's awesome. I'm I'm really happy for you. I'm happy for the success that you're getting because, like you said, you're just a real dude, and it's really cool to see that come out in your videos and your content and your work. Yeah, man. I try to just I try to put it out there, like you know, either you like me or you don't. And it seems it's just that actually seems hot to be how it is, like a tattooing and like even on the TikTok app, you either really really like me or you just like fuck that guy. <laughs> Which I could care less either way. Like I said, I'm having fun. Yeah, bro. just do like, you. I ain't worried about nothing but having fun. Like everything else will come. You know, like having a positive attitude, even in the dark times, is is what is what's going to bring all the good stuff to you. You know, and I learned a long time ago, karma is real. Mm-hmm. You know, I stopped fucking fucking around and doing things that were going to get me in trouble, and my life changed around. And you know, good things happen. So, all right, we're about wrapping it up. I got a last question for you. Is there anything that you're promoting right now that you want people to know about? Um, so I'm going to be starting working on my YouTube channel. That'll be kind of like coming up soon. We've hired a videographer onto the team to kind of start making some moves uh, a little bit in that direction. But I mean, mainly the TikTok will be there. Uh, my merch just dropped. So my merch is in my Instagram bio and my TikTok bio. Um, other than that, man, um, I really only got one sponsor right now, which is Queen's Head Preserve, and they've been awesome to me, making sure that I have you know super tight clothes to to rock in the videos. The clothes are awesome. Yeah, their their shirts are sick, man. I, I definitely I definitely appreciate them for hooking me up, and I appreciate you for having me on the show, man. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I appreciate you for taking the time, bro. All right, you can find Jake at Jake Caramel on TikTok and Jake Caramel Tattooer on Instagram. Thanks, Jake. Not a problem, man. Take it easy. Have a good day, brother. That's it for this week's episode with Jake Carmel. You can find out more about Jake by following him at Jake Carmel on TikTok and Instagram. Join us next week when I speak with tattoo artist Laura Bechet from Brooklyn, New York. And we talk about how Instagram changed her life. So what was your apprenticeship like? Did an artist just like your work and they yeah. approached you? I can thank Instagram for that, actually. I, I was posting my paintings online and I could sell them on Instagram occasionally. And I was approached by a guy that was just tattooing by himself in a small shop in Manhattan. And he made it really appealing. And she talks about the experience of running a shop with her wife and the value of making a client feel at home. It's five years, but it seems like much longer than that. <laughs> so much has happened. You know, as individual artists, how we've grown and us as a couple. And to have these people probably find something similar when you open your shop. It feels like people are now coming into our home. Listen, your art could only take you so far. A lot of people come for the experience. They won't remember everything you said, but they'll yeah. remember how you made them feel. Yeah, you know, at the end so of the day. important. Spilled Ink is produced by Fulton Street Music Group. Our producers are Cleo Kolitsopoulos and Alex Fulton. Our music is by Cat Blaster. Cat Blaster. I'm your host, Mike Maldonado. Follow us on Instagram at Spilled Ink Official. 